Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. QB rankings, risers, and fallers next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dave Richard, and we're going to talk about QB rankings, risers, and fallers in the aftermath of the NFL draft. But first, I did want to talk about a Superflex mock draft that we did on Wednesday afternoon. It'll be up on CBSSports.com uh, probably on Thursday or Friday this week if you want to check it out. And I just feel like it's a, you know, a topical discussion because Superflex drafts are basically two QB drafts. And Dave, I wanted to ask you how you felt about getting Josh Allen as the number three QB off the board. Is, is that where you have him ranked? Uh, yes, he is my QB three. I, I definitely don't have a problem with people who like him more than Jalen Hurts, who I expect to actually be a little bit more productive than he was last year or than Mahomes. Uh, but I think Buffalo is trending in a new path here. Mm-hmm. where there could be some games where Josh Allen might not be asked to do as much as he has in the past. Still quarterback of the Bills, still is going to put up good numbers from week to week, but maybe a couple of fewer games north of, of let's call it 35 fantasy mm-hmm. as they try and maybe uh, be a little bit more versatile and try and kind of plan their scheme each week based on the opponents that they have. That's not to say that he's going to be a bust this year, that he's going to be bad or anything close to that. I actually had the fourth overall pick in the draft when he fell to fourth overall. Oh, you're thrilled about that. Uh, I was dancing. And I am not a good dancer, but I was dancing. <laughs> Would love to see that. Let's talk about the uh, rankings, risers, and fallers at the QB position and who's someone who's moving up in the rankings. And I, I think, you know, we could also throw in rookie Anthony Richardson, who I know um, in the consensus rankings for you, Jamie and Heath, I just wrote about this for the FFT newsletter. I believe he's QB, uh, QB nine yeah. in the consensus rankings right now. So uh, no, nobody's scared off of there. Uh, how do you feel about him? I, I, it's exactly where I have him ranked as ninth. And it has more to do with this glut of quarterbacks that fantasy managers are going to say, okay, I'm okay with these guys starting. And I'm talking about veteran quarterbacks from, Aaron Rodgers to Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. I think Tua is in that group. I think Kirk Cousins is in that group. There are a lot of quarterbacks to Sean Watson. There are a lot of quarterbacks that fantasy managers are going to say, you know what? If I'm not getting one of the studs early for whatever reason, I can wait and take one of those other quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. But what if one of the quarterbacks that you can get is someone who's got top five upside because of his rushing potential? And that's what Anthony Richardson has. And I also think the Colts are going to be in a lot of games where Richardson's going to have to carry the load on his shoulders, second half, down by a score or two, and Richardson's going to have to throw to get back in. That might be a scary thought for people that think that Anthony Richardson can't throw. But the truth is that he's got a big, strong arm. He makes good decisions with the ball. He's got to work on his footwork. 
it's been an issue for seven years for Anthony Richardson. <laughs> the hope is that the coaching staff in Indianapolis can get through to him now that he's a professional and he can go and put up some pretty good numbers. You'll take the chance on that type of quarterback in round eight. That seems like a really good time to do that. And then you can double back for one of the veteran quarterbacks round 10, round 11. I mean, if you want to go as far as Daniel Jones and Jared Goff, yep. you can probably wait till like your second to last pick to get those guys. Yeah, this is um, this is a, a situation where I'm either probably taking a quarterback in like the second round or third round. I want one of those high end guys or yeah, I'm, I'm fine waiting because I do think once you get to like Trevor Lawrence, who I, I'm a little lower on, I think, than the consensus or, or less excited about, I guess. Uh, OK, there's not a huge difference, I think, between him and like QB 16. So that that's a situation where. I've got Lawrence ranked higher than Richardson. I'm probably yeah, more too. likely to draft Richardson, though. Yeah, that that the thought has crossed my mind. We've done uh, three mocks now. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I there was no chance I was getting either one. It was the super flex. They were both gone. There was another one. The second round, I think. Yeah. And then and I had a late second round pick. So they were both gone before I had a choice at getting one of them. Uh, and there was another draft where Richardson went like way early. I think like 60th overall in a one QB league. Someone got very aggressive with Richardson. And I think the third draft, I think I did take Lawrence over Richardson and I thought about it. And then I I never really followed up on the research for it. It would obviously take a lot for, I think Lawrence is safer. I think that's really where I might come out on it is. All right. I I think Lawrence can average more fantasy points than what he did last year. I think he was around 22. Can he get to 24, 25 per game? Yeah, I think he can. But he doesn't have the same type of upside that Richardson has, but he doesn't have the downside either. Mm-hmm. Look, we could be all wrong. We could be all wrong on Richardson, and he can end up being a total flop in his rookie season. That's why you go and get the second quarterback when you get Richardson on your team. Who's a QB you moved up the rankings after the NFL draft? I moved up Lamar a little bit mm-hmm. because I think everything has really worked out in his favor. The addition of Odell Beckham, the addition of Todd Monken, I yes. think is going to be very big. Uh, the contract extension that he got, and then the drafting of Zay Flowers. Just everything points to Baltimore trying to take their passing game a little bit more seriously, and I think that that'll pay off for Lamar Jackson, who will still run the ball plenty, but I don't think it'll be the same exact type of offense. And and I'm not the biggest Daniel Jones guy, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm more encouraged with what's around him, and I think the direction that the Giants are going on offense where they challenged the ball downfield a little bit more than they did last year. Jones was top 10 in adjusted completion rate on deep passes, but they barely attempted. Yeah, they barely threw a team, yeah. And so now Jalen Hyatt is in that mix. I think he'll he'll be better, and he'll help make it uh, a little bit more of a priority for them. But the other guy that I, I think really could b- benefit it a lot, and I moved him into my top 150, which isn't saying a whole lot. I've already mentioned him. It's Jared Goff. The sure. fact that it's it's Jameer Gibbs now in that backfield replacing DeAndre Swift, uh, both Gibbs and Montgomery can go and catch passes, mm-hmm. but Gibbs is going to be better used for it. Clearly, the Lions have a plan on how they want to use Jameer Gibbs. I think fantasy managers can buy into five targets a week at minimum for Gibbs moving forward. And they also drafted Sam Laporta, who I, I don't know if Laporta is going to be great for fantasy, certainly not as a rookie, but he's going to come up with some touchdowns and he can move a little bit for a big tight end. So he's the replacement for Hawkinson. He should be able to re- to be fine, but they'll mm-hmm. all help push up Goff's numbers. And then when Jamison Williams is cleared, 
Um, I, I'm not saying Jamison's going to come back and be just an absolute game breaker for them, but he's going to put up some big plays and, and he'll help Jared Goff's numbers too. And I'm going to give you a, a guy who's falling in my ranking, not necessarily because of anything that happened in the draft, just but because, you know, as I've done a little more research, I'm starting to get a little worried. And that's Dak Prescott, who I think is excellent. And I love the addition of Brandon Cooks. I think that's going to help. The big thing for me, and someone pointed this out, I think it was Hayden Winks on Twitter pointed this out. In the Kellen Moore era, the Cowboys ranked no worse than second in neutral offensive pace over those three seasons. Mike McCarthy's last three seasons as the head coach of the Packers, 19th, 20th, and 23rd in pace. This is a team that's played really fast. They've had a lot of volume. I think that's going to be an issue. I think we're going to see Dak Prescott maybe more in the 550 pass attempts range, more average there. And he's going to have to be really, really efficient since he doesn't really run anymore. He's not that goal line guy he was at when he was younger. So I do think Dak Prescott... More like a high-end QB2, low-end QB1, someone you settle for than someone you necessarily go out and get. I like it. I like it. I wrestle with Dak versus Tua, Dak versus mm-hmm. Cousins, because I, I think I think Minnesota's headed in the opposite direction of yes. the Cowboys. I think that they might end up throwing more than they did last year, and they threw a lot last year. And his receiving core, Cousins is another name that I should add on my list, as a guy who moved up. Yes. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll see you tomorrow. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.